From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Hey, welcome in, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors on this rainy Saturday morning. Welcome into our live, live show. Yes, we are here. And we are not practicing social distancing. That guy right there that you just heard was that guy that they mentioned in that thingamahopper a second ago, otherwise known as an intro. That's Jonathan Swindle. He is the owner-operator of uh, Arrowhead Archery and also... uh, Family. Family Heritage Outfitters, <clears throat> a great man and a great mind. And then next to him, I don't know why, but he drug himself down here again. I guess the food was good here for the past two weeks because Vince, <laughs> the Don of Indian Rocks Beach Noble, of course, the host and operator and chief bottle watcher of Living the Water Life TV is also in the studio with us this morning. Good morning. And then down on the end, He's a man who needs back. no introduction, who's back he swam all the way back from Pennsylvania, owner-operator and chief uh, floor scrubber over at GMB Gator Gear, Mr. Bill George. Good morning. He's back. No, you got to say it right. Bill George. I tried to, but I, I, can't, I can't do Randy. I can't do Randy Price. But no. I, I saw Bill yesterday. He came by and uh, took a gander at the store, looked around, see what kind of stuff was being Destroyed over there in his little gator section, and uh, then before the rain hits, he promptly left. Yeah. But but I did notice the new hairdo and the new thicker, fuller goatee. So, a couple of weeks. Uh, That's actually, laziness. Actually improved his looks. I'm sure the wife was extremely happy to see you when you came back. More ruggedly handsome. More rugged, yeah, <laughs> rugged, manly, mountain manny. Do they have mountains in Pennsylvania? I guess they do. Alligator, Allegheny. Yeah. Allegheny. Allegheny. Yeah. I mean. They're probably not like the Rockies, but you know. No, it's not like the Rockies. But, if you're uh, from Florida, they're mountains, bro. From your <laughs> yeah, Florida, uh, <laughs> the ridge is a difference of five foot. You know, from you know a ridge here in Florida. That's a curb here. Yeah, yeah. But, ridge, uh, that's a ditch. Yeah, up there, I did uh, run up and down some hills, and uh, that's crazy talk. Got a little exercise. That's that's nutty as a fruitcake. But we're all in the studio today on this rainy Saturday. If you got plants this afternoon. Ah, bring an umbrella. Raincoats. Uh, hey, you know what? One thing that's been really good about this couple of days of really soaking rain? It's filled up some of the ponds that have been really badly drained. No. The love bug softened up on the front of my truck. And it's actually, <laughs> while I was filling up with gas, I took the windshield cleaner and knocked a few layers off. Wow, Bill. It's funny how when you drive 75 miles an hour on I-4, how many of those get, like, uh, water blasted off the front of your car? But then they leave, like, this white, you know, exoskeleton-like outline of, you know, like a murder chalk thing yeah. on the front of your I, car. I really can't I make fun of him. Thing. I'm bad enough that I know every gas station that has the nice hard bristle brushes to get <laughs> Which the, ones don't? the truck stops so well my for me i have to wait for a rain you yeah. know that's yeah that's, that that's true uh, and he, he has to wait for a hurricane just to clean the truck up my wife would never get me another new vehicle again because it is that 
It is a vehicle. Well, you know what? It's, it's cool. A, it's a perfect time to go trade that thing in and get a nice used vehicle over at Brandon Ford because, you know, they got a great selection of them. They were doing some great deals over there. So well, we got to call Travis, Captain Travis. He just went over there on Friday and talked to Brooksy. Hopefully he got himself a new truck. Really? Yes, sir. And I know she's not here to give us all a ride in it. He's out there driving it himself. He don't want us in it. He's thinking asleep. It up. He's asleep. Let's go test it out. Let's go take a ride out. Smoke your bird out on the boat yeah. ramp. Yeah, something tells me uh, bow fishing last night might not have been a enjoyable no. experience. I've, I've, uh, when I was a kid, of course, uh, you know, uh, rain, sleet, or snow never stopped us from getting out in the boat and doing some gigging at night. But on rainy nights, well, it makes it extremely difficult. To well, there's in, a uh, difference between rainy night, rainy like rainy hunting and fishing. Versus trying to look like you're on an episode of Deadliest Catch with a <laughs> 20 or 30 mile an hour crosswind right. going. And, yeah. you know, that's true. Well, uh, rain showers today are expected to be pretty much on all day, on and off, both today and tomorrow through Monday and Tuesday. So, uh, this is the kind of weather I always love because it, it puts uh, new arrivals in that uh, south. West Florida funk, you know, where they thought it was going to be fun in the sun out at Clearwater Beach and Shepherds every night, man. It's going to be awesome. Let's move there, man. And then days like this, they go, man, this is the real Florida. I'm going back to Ohio. Ohio? Why are you picking on Ohio? Because it's next near Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And plus, they won't let you use decent rifle cartridges up there, you know, to, to uh, dispatch dangerous and, and delicious animals. Dangerous and, del- okay. dangerous and delicious. Yeah, dangerous and delicious animals. That's a direct quote from Homer Simpson. It's a new t shirt. It <laughs> could be. Uh, have you seen the. Uh, have you uh, had a gander at the new uh, 350 uh, legend Legend uh, that Ruger's come out with? No. We I've, have, been, I've been out of touch, I'm out sure of society for a little bit. It's a straight-walled uh, 35 caliber uh, that you can use in an AR platform um, that can... So now the Ohioans and Illinoisans and all the others where you know they can use straight-walled cartridges, now they're going to see guys with uh, ARs walking around out in the woods and just totally flip the flip out. God bless America. I'm telling you. They're going to be like going, what is he doing out here without my shit gun? He's out here without my shit gun. Uh, just as many rounds as you do. It's five rounds. There's only five rounds in it, so chill out, man. But uh, we did ha- not put a bigger magazine in it. Well, you could probably find oh, one, yes. uh, an aftermarket type thing, but it comes with a five round mag. So it was it's- all I could do not to say clip. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good thing you didn't, because even when I answer the phone, people are like going, "Hey, yeah, I was looking if you got yeah. a, you got a clip for a six yeah. hour three sixty five, and I'm going a what?" And they're like a clip, and I'm like, "What you mean? So you can like put it on your belt, or you know, uh, the little thing on the side, like on the Celtic? You do not do that to people." And they're like, "Yes." And they're like, "Uh, yes, I'm sorry, do. I meant magazine." I go, "Oh no, we don't have any of those. We're sold out." <laughs> yes, I do. Why? Well, because why? Tough would you, love. Why wouldn't you? Edu- <laughs> why wouldn't you educate the ignorant? Well, is that not your job to do no, that? I mean, no, what, it's what not. is it? It's, it's I don't not. have the patience to educate ignorant Yeah, people. but if you could do that for one person and uh, then they know, then they don't look like a, you know, I don't know what the uh, Italian word a is. For, yeah, well, that'll work. When they go into a gun store anywhere else, I'm not trying to say that gun store people are high and mighty, but if you walk in there and you have the wrong. I need bullet. I love when they come in and they go, especially with this 
pandemic, uh, buying panic, uh, looter, toilet paper, protest, whatever's going on. You know, I need bullets. Okay. Can we narrow that down a little bit? Maybe uh, what kind? <laughs> First off, are you doing your own reloading? It's a very vague well, question. What is reloading? You know, where you make your own bullets. Answers no, that I, question. I, 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 You're I making your own bullets. See, the, yeah, now you're using the terminology yeah. you're going against with you. Well, you, some people mold their own bullets. Yeah. They make their own bullets. I'm like, are you making your own rounds? Are you doing all that stuff? And they're like, no, I, I, I need to buy the ones for the gun. I go, oh, so you need rounds. You need, you know, the whole thing. Live ammunition. Yeah. So they're like, well, yeah, that's what I meant. And I go, well, that's not what you said. Well, listen. You said bullets. You're, you're being clinical. You're using exact terms and this and that. Get with it. The, the, average, down, the average person on the street uses this terminology. So, in other words, when Bill George goes to the doctor and the doctor comes in, he goes, yeah, you got some sort of wait, thing going wait, in there that makes wait, you cough wait, in wait, your lungs. Wait, go ahead, wait, go home, wait, take some medicine. Wait, 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 wait. So, wait, the guy on the end down here who knows every loophole, back trail, yeah, Bill. and everything else to just, just to purposefully... I won't say harass, but educate FWC officers. Oh, it's yeah. Giving you crap. Yeah, that's right. Mr. Education <laughs> down there on the end table. But I'm dealing with somebody who's trying to enforce the law. Yeah, but you're yeah. also dealing with somebody who does not know and probably doesn't know proper terminology for a lot of things. Is that rain? Yes, it is. It is pouring. There's a big sale coming right over us for the next 45 minutes. In case That's you don't, the mo- music. In case you don't know, it's... Telling it's, you to wrap up. As my dad would say, it's a frog strangler outside. And it's coming in pretty good now. I may have to go put Your some Your truck 40, might get washed. It go, is. I have to go put some 40-inch tires on the Focus. <laughs> that I want to see. I do, too. I mean, you're dubbing down the street, man, man. I got my land yacht. All right, uh, it's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford. Stay with us, you guys. It's going to be a rainy, crazy show today, I guarantee it. So stay right here. Bye-bye. And nicotine has soaked their brains. I'd hate to be you if she don't get her. Perfect song. I remember the first time this song came out. When it first came out, our good friend and buddy, Dean Earl, threw me in his Mitsubishi Eclipse Turbo, put this song on, and I don't even remember the drive across the Skyway Bridge because it's all a blur. The original Fast and Furious. With that beginning of that song right there, I think when we hit the, after we left the toll booth, <laughs> I think we were on the other side over Manatee County in about, Whoa. I think we were there in about 4.2 seconds. Did he have the five-speed or the automatic? No, it was, a, it was, uh, Dean? Um, I know Dean would have the five-speed. You see what he's driving now? No, is he got the Ferrari now? He's driving the Ferrari Spider. 
Woo. I had to have the convertible. Woo. I was like, well, at least you don't look like a dork when you stick the fishing poles out of the top. So well, hey, <laughs> now if he wears his Miami Vice outfit, he's fitting perfect. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what, though? He's older now, and I said, you got the fastest car that you've ever owned in your entire life, and you drive it like a grandpa. <laughs> Where are you going to drive a Ferrari in Pinellas County? When you, had the, when you had the little Screamer, when you had the little BMW, and you had the Mitsubishi, and you were young and stupid, you drove it like you were literally trying to die at any second. <laughs> but now you get the world fastest. Uh, you get one of these cars, and... Until he gets on the interstate. So anyway, it's raining outside. It's going to be a bad day uh, to go out and do whatever. But you know what? For some fishermen, this is the best time to get out. They really like to go out and go do some fishing. So, um, you know, as long as the wind is not, like, whipping around and going crazy, our best fishing for kings was on days like today, offshore and everywhere else. You probably won't have a lot of competition at the boat ramp. Well, that's Not not today. Yeah, and as you drive down the road, remember to pull the plug out as you drive, because by the time you get to wherever your destination is, there will be approximately 394 <laughs> gallons of water in the back. Right. So you want it to drain as you go. But uh, there's uh, going to be not much in the uh, realm of outdoor activity today. But good thing, you know, the C-19 is apparently over. <clears throat> and uh, movie theaters are open. We're in phase two. Bars are open. We're not only in phase two uh, in the uh, world of being able to go eat in restaurants and, and drinking, but also phase two in Gators. Is Was it this past nope. week? Phase two is done. Two. Yeah, they already did the drawing uh, this past week, right? Correct. So uh, I'm, I'm sure you didn't put in at all for phase two because you were... Successful in phase one. I can't put in for phase two. So you get eliminated if you're in there on the first time. So now is he still, uh, Vince, still in the drawing? If he's, he's not in the drawing if he didn't sign back up and put his credit card back in again. So I thought, I thought well, that that's the kind of de- stupid. Yeah. See, I thought the deal well, was is that when you signed up and you didn't get no, picked it's not. For the first How are they one, supposed to get, get more money out of it? Listen, one, listen, the- listen. It's real simple. If there was something he wanted and asked for in phase one that was still available, he would have had a permit. None of his choices were valid. So, oh, we're going to give you St. John's County. Congratulations. $272, you go up to St. John's County, and you can hunt alligators. No. If his choice wasn't available in the first time, it's not going to be there in phase two. It wasn't my choice. It was your your method sucks. (laughs) Negotiations are still pending about G&B, Gator Gear, and Family Heritage Outdoors doing some combo hunts in Calhoun County. Guess guess what county has all four weeks still available? Pinellas. (laughs) Pinellas County? Nobody's going to go up to Calhoun. Shut it! (laughs) How many are still available? You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. I don't know. He's got a good point, Vince. He's got a good point. I want to know how many are available still in Pinellas County. Because there was zero. So what was there? Like only four tags where, or something? Yeah, but where would y'all like, catch a gator over here in a go to apartment Lake complex or I mean what? Lake Tarpon. Lake Tarpon, Lake Seminole. Uh, what was it? What was the one here in St. Pete? Can you do it over there? Or no? I don't know if you can still do McGory. I don't know if they they had McGory. They took McGory off the list because of uh, the outrage of the guy a few years back. Remember? Um, who who got killed a very long. Wasn't it 11 it or is bigger than 11. Killed a very large alligator and had a major conflict with the residents around said alligator. That was our friend. Yeah, considered it a pet or something they could watch yeah. or something. I just 
I don't get that. I don't even know why they even caved into that. You know, it's like I'm sure there's probably already one there's taking his Re- place. Really, with the world that we live in today and the things You're that we've seen, it, 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 that they caved in. Oh God! <laughs> don't get them started. The, the, the sad don't thing was the sad thing was that particular alligator that caused all the uproar had been reported as a nuisance alligator <laughs> several times and was hanging out by a park where the kids play in. Yeah, right down so there by the So what do you want? You want to keep the alligator or get oh, rid no. of the alligator? My little, as, Bra- as you used to say, my little ankle biter dog, all of a sudden I let him out one day and he disappeared. I don't know where he went to, but, you know. He was down looking at flowers Don't kill my alligator. Yeah, I, I know, did you, I, I don't think that you did, but did you, uh, have you seen the post of the people out feeding the uh, manatees? No. <clears throat> Cabbage, lettuce. No, these are they're feeding them chicken McNuggets. Are you kidding me? Now these people are actually up to the extreme where they they show up and they went they took the time to go and buy inner tubes, little kids floaty inner tubes, be able to put a uh bowl in said inner tube so they can keep it next to them, and then put the things that they're feeding these manatees out into the water and so they could feed them. Now these manatees I've seen big manatees in my life, but these manatees that are lined up literally look like full gray ticks. I mean, you know, huge, monstrous bodies with a little teeny tiny head, and they're out there standing in waist-deep water. This, the guy has his uh, his uh, waders on, you know, his overhaul waders Shit. on, and a woman's out there, and they're feeding away, and all Listen, the comments that you see, I got I'll show you, oh, but all the comments that I see are people like, Oh, I can't wait to get down to Florida and do that with you, Beth. I can't wait to get down there and go do that. I can't wait to. Oh, I love doing that. We used to do it all the time down at blah, blah, blah. And all these people that think it's perfectly okay to do it. And, of course, every other one is people going, you know, that's illegal. You know, that's illegal. You know, you can't do that. And people are like, it's not hurting anyone. And and You're hurting the animal. No, 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 no. Converting another vegan. <laughs> One McNugget at a time. Great, great. Let's turn something else in the water that'll come up and take a bite out of you. That's okay. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it, it, this this person. I'll show you the picture uh, because I will tell you that uh, obviously these manatees are on the American diet because. They what are you trying to say? They're immensely huge. They're healthy. They're extremely healthy. Well, they any NFL team would be proud to uh, to have them on, on as a please, please forward me the link because I'm going to make sure the FWC. Gets I hashtagged them. I hashtagged the FWC. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to let that go. And uh, you know, it's one of those things where oh, you're one of those people. Well, I'm one of those people who said <laughs> you're the doing same. Something stupid. Yep. I'm one of those people who pointed it out. I'm just kidding. Here, I'll show you the picture right here. Oh, my God. I, uh, Special edition, don't be that guy. Uh, the thing is, is I said, Good Lord. My, um, my, my statement to that was, these are the same type of people who go out and feed marshmallows. Who's the Abraham Lincoln look like? I don't know. They go out there and they feed uh, alligators and then get upset and call a trapper when one day Fluffy doesn't come back. Yeah. And, and um, look at this. They took the time to go buy little kid inner tubes where it'll fit their big giant buckets. And look at, have you ever seen manatees look like Never. that? Never. Look oh at that. I mean, that ain't photoshopped. Those are that sucker right there has got to weigh eight, 800 pounds. Is. Seriously. His head is like not even Like there. Braden said, look for the little spot sticking yeah. out of the round. Looks like Holy a big gray dog smokes. tick, man. That's what they look like. 
Those but, people are stupid. And if you go and you well, read the comments, that's a, maybe that's a recovery place. <laughs> no, it's not. You don't know the full background of that picture. I sure. know they're stupid. Period. Dumb. Yeah, they're just trying to help. Yeah, is that what it is? No. They're just trying to help. Yeah, sure. And have you watched Super Size Me? You see what that <laughs> crap does? <laughs> I turned around. Uh, you know, they truly believe they have the the best interest at heart of that animal. They do. Then and feed them lettuce. Give them fresh water. But, but see, I've seen that happen before. I've seen it with the bears. I've seen it. They turn around. They start feeding the bear because they think the bear needs some some help. You know. And then all they do is they end up making but, this bear a nuisance bear. And then, did you see what I posted on my Facebook page that I got harassed about? No. The Ital- It was an Italian family and the kid with the grizzly bear in like Yellowstone Park. <laughs> the guy's sitting there taking a picture. The kid is sitting there and he has a bag of cookies or something like that. And of course, it's one of those plastic. You know, you make a move and it <laughs> kind of noise. All of a sudden, you look behind him. Uh yeah, there's a eight foot, nine foot grizzly just walking right straight to him. I mean, twenty feet from the kid, and the kid, the you hear the kid's dad, you know, come to me, come. To, I guess is what he was saying. I can't. I don't know Italian. I might have to get Vince translate translate <laughs> for Benny <me>. Subito. <laughs> he's like, Benny come, come here, and come the here, kid's Benny like, Kroc. and you see the kid turn around and go, oh, you know. All right. Starts going, and that's that's it. You can, I can know he's ha- telling the kid that because the bear's locked in on him. I mean, every step he takes, that bag makes a noise, and that bear's like, boom, just locked in on him the whole time. Cheese puffs, and you hear and you hear the kid's mom screaming in the background, and you hear the dad basically like turn to her, going, "Shut up, shut!" Because <laughs> I mean, crunch, it, crunch, crunch. All that bear had to do, the, the kid steps. was caught. The kid was caught. Period. Drop the. Cookies. I, <laughs> oh, I was. Uh, yeah. I was freaking out. Here's what I suggest. I think these same people should get out and maybe go wait around out in Boca Grand Pass and uh, take some chicken nuggets <laughs> and go feed the bull sharks, <laughs> and maybe go feed a couple of hammerheads. They'll, they'll eat right out of your hand. They're docile. They're, yes. they're just beautiful they're, creatures. Stop they're it. The, they're the Big old. and wild is not responsible for loss of any limbs due to shark bites. Thank you. Or stupidity. Or stupidity, yeah. Uh, All right, break time. Here we go. That's not an excuse anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. We're sponsored by uh, our good friends over at G5 (laughs) Feeding Outdoors. If you want to get rid of some nuisance gators, call someone. But if you want to go get one yourself, there's stuff there to kill them. And, uh, of course, our good friends over at Brandon Ford. You need a truck to haul that dead gator away? They got one there, too. So go see them today. We'll be right back. Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us on this rainy Saturday morning. We are live in the studio. Braden Gunn, Bill George, Vince Noble, and Jonathan Swindle. And of course, Diego. We cannot forget the mighty, mighty Diego, who's over there on the other side waiting for your call. If you so choose to do so, it's 888-404-1010-888-404-1010 if you want to uh, call in on this show. Uh... <coughs> you know why Vince is going to spend all day inside today? Mm, he's got his hat on backwards? No. 
Uh, Speeder swelled up. up. Big sugar would melt. Ah, baby. <laughs> ah, baby. You've been waiting all two weeks to say that now, haven't you, Bill? Probably. And yeah, on a sad, rainy day. The sad part is, brother. Never. That is so played out. Never. It's so no, old. it's not. No, it's no. not. <laughs> no, yeah. you know the backstory. You, you know admit. the backstory. Never. The whole world's problems with big sugar. Do you think we're ever going to let Jonathan live down the 45 uh, armadillo thing ever again? Never. You're branded. Never. See? You're, it's it. You're screwed. You're pooched. Oh, Bill. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of people doing illegal things, uh, like feeding manatees uh, chicken nuggets in their waders and their little uh, floaties next to them, uh, I went down to Fort DeSoto last weekend, last Sunday. Vince called me early uh, and said, hey, man, I'm heading down to, like, Anna Maria Island or Sarah's. Where are we going, Vince? Uh, we ended up going to Palmetto over Pal- to uh, the River House. Oh, yeah, there's a great beach there. No, we went to the restaurant. Yeah, Donnie, you said you were going to the beach. I was, but then I decided to go eat and drink. Okay. So anyway, he calls me and he's like, hey, hey, what are you guys doing later? And I was like, I don't know. He goes, we're going to get out to Sarasota. I think we're going to go down and maybe go to the beach and hang out. Uh, I'll catch up with you guys on the way back up if you uh, tell me where you're going to go. And I was like, I ain't telling him. I got my posse. And uh, so. uh, Never called. Never called. So uh, my brother Bart shows up with his uh, crew, and uh, me and the kids, we all haul in, and we go down to Fort DeSoto so they could swim, and we could go and uh, try to fish. By the way, Spanish mackerel were actually biting pretty good once the tide started to slack down a little bit, and um, they were they were biting pretty good. Oh, that would have been uh, nice to know. Thanks. Uh, so <laughs> anyway. You were eating and drinking, so don't worry about it. I would have had my fishing pole and gone fishing, too. You wouldn't have caught nothing because you always show up with some stupid lure that they, they haven't made since 19 aught. Leave Mr. Love alone. Yeah, and uh, they'd eat the tails off of that thing in two chomps, and you'd be sitting there with a jig <laughs> head going, I hope there's bluefish out here. Uh, so I will say that on the pier itself, you know, me being the watcher that I am, I see things that get hooked, and I watch where they go, and I watched a lot of individuals. Uh, they were catching very small a few. Uh, you're not a watcher. You're an observer. Mangrove snapper. Yeah, observer is a good one. Uh, mangrove snapper, and they promptly took them off the hook and threw them back, which I thought was really nice and really, really a step up from what I usually see out. There. Hey, where'd you throw? Sorry. And then, uh, uh, so at the end of the day, Bart and I are walking back down the pier, dejected, you know, empty-handed. Caught a few, let them go, that kind of thing, you know, and. So we're sitting there, we're watching the kids frolic in the in the surf, and my brother gives me the elbow and goes, hey, look over there. And I'm like, okay, and I see these guys are all wade fishing. And if you've been to the Thousand Foot Pier, as you first go on, there's beach to the, le- uh, beach to the left, and then there's a little rock pile out there to the right. Well, these guys had waded out towards the edge of the rock pile. You know, beer in one hand, cigarette in the lip, <laughs> and they're out there uh, fishing. <clears throat> and so Bart gives me the elbow and goes, Look at there. Guy got himself a nice little snook. Pulls it up. It's probably 20 inches, maybe, if that, 18, 20 inches. Please don't tell me what you're going to tell me. I, I know it's coming. So he promptly holds it up, you know, cigarette out, talking some language I've never heard in my life, and, uh, you know, showing it to his buddies as he's walking back up on shore and promptly goes and puts it in the igloo. Bink. Drops it in. Uh, so then he wades back out, never got a drop of water on that cigarette, gets back out to his position on the rocks where he left his beer, 
and uh, promptly puts on another piece of shrimp and throws it out there. And about uh, two minutes later, boom, bang, boom, 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 real, 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 pulls up another one about the same size. And then walks back over, bloop, right in the cooler. Drops it in. Any one of us would have done that, dude. We would have been popped in 30 seconds. So I'm sitting here and I'm going, I wasn't thinking that because I have done it numerous times. I would take a picture. I walked by a guy's cooler one time that had four uh, groupers in there that were maybe, maybe 10 inches long. That he got off that little reef pile, that, that rock pile he that put out there. That rock pile produces it. fish. And, and, and porpoises. So I went by and went, hey, nice fish. Click, click, took a picture. Hashtag FWC. Sent it right to him and said, look, this is what's happening out of Fort DeSoto right now. Nice. Well, I do that all the time. Did they show up, though? No. Of course not. No. I've called them. I've had them on the phones. I'm standing right here watching a guy put, uh, you know, snook inside of a cooler here. I'm at Fort DeSoto, 1,000-foot pier. Uh, well, uh, we don't have an officer in the area. We don't know what time we're going to get by there. Listen, and, uh, we really appreciate you the, calling in. And uh, The amount of enforcement on the coastal side is so heavy compared to the woods. Just think how bad it is when you're out there in the woods trying to find an officer. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but I'm sorry, sir. We don't have anybody in three counties. But you know what? Here's what you – and I suggested this to the FWC years ago. And I thought they would listen as well as they did when we mentioned the panfish challenge and uh, the Burmese python uh, uh, challenge that we wanted to do down there. And, of course, they ran with it two years later. But I said, you got all these retired law enforcement officers out here, and you also have park rangers out here. You can't take one of them, put them to the course, give them the power to write tickets, but yet maybe not arrest, but also but write citations. Where they could walk, all you got to do is cover the 500-foot pier, the 1,000-foot pier, and then make a run every once in a while down the beach and check. If you see a fishing rod, check the cooler like they would would anywhere else. You can't tell me there's not some law enforcement guy who's retired from New Jersey who would love to walk around and stroll around down there all day and bust people's, you know, what's over uh, the fish that they have. I'll do it. I would, too. I'm down with that. I said, why don't you make a civilian force, you know, like, uh, you know, that you have that, an auxiliary that gives you the power to write tickets, but yet not make arrests. I mean, if it gets that far, you can call the sheriff's department or FWC or whoever you got to do. If it I gets like out that. of That's hand. That's a great idea. Bill? I don't know. Can you make problem. that happen? I, dude, I've suggested it to him more than That's a great times. idea. Because and, more people will get involved and maybe more people will wise it up. Well, the thing is, is not well, only if you're going to get people involved. Let's get them to get rid of some of the bands that are unnecessary, and you know that. If we're going to get people, you know, what, Bill? Would what, you not what think are we saving <laughs> the fish for? Would you not think that that was a good idea, Bill George? I mean, no, I'm it, asking it, you. It it is a good idea. There's nothing wrong. They use uh, civilians to write tickets for street parking in cities all the time. They ride around on a little cart. And they're not actual officers, but they have the ability to write the parking tickets and all that. Right. So, so if they know the law and they walk around with a uh, handy-dandy fish app like Jonathan has and a, and a ruler, 
I mean, all they got to do is say, hey, uh, I need you to open up the cooler. So you wouldn't be a meter maid. You'd be a fish well, maid. Well, they can, What's wrong with that? I'm good with that. Dude, yeah, I would I'm take just, that gig. <laughs> the the thing thing is, all day. I would love to have that job. The thing is, with today's technology, they could be in instant contact with a law enforcement officer. Exactly. Who, who was up on the up to the five times a year plus executive order uh, rule changes in the saltwater fishing community. Yeah. Well, I mean. But the, but the basic ones are pretty easy to follow. I mean, Snook, it's closed. I mean, I mean, you walk in there and uh, you know Orlov from uh, you know the southern part of Ukraine is got four uh, twenty inch Snook in his cooler, and that's the only ones I saw. I mean, they were out there who knows how long. I don't know what else was in there, and uh, you know you write them a ticket, then they learn, and you take the fish and you go away. And it's not that hard to do. And if your territory was Fort DeSoto, and you turn into a Greg Patterson-type individual where you get that reputation where they're like, oh, crap, here comes Officer uh, Darth Vader, you know, and then, yeah, then, next thing right. you know, then next thing you know, people aren't doing it anymore. And, and now you got at least one section of that area where it's the fish are being actually protected and, and released and got a chance to grow up, and maybe somebody catch one and have a decent dinner. When Legally. When you're allowed, yeah. Legally. You know, it just it – just, it, kills me and i don't understand why they don't do it you don't think he was going to have a decent dinner of course he was an illegal dinner i said legally i like this idea i, I think we too. need to run with this and why you know you can say do the same thing out in the woods and everywhere else like that where the officers can't be at 50 different places at one time commissioners hey. at my hey. here's my two cents on it how about we actually spend money on the stuff we need aka Game wardens and stuff like that, instead of all this other garbage that we're spending money on. That's yeah. a, just my two cents on it. Yeah, we got that Pittman Robinson Act. They should have all kinds of money in the state by now. Auxiliary retired guy. What? <laughs> what are you gonna, what's he gonna? What are you gonna? What's he gonna make? Sixteen grand a year, maybe twenty grand a year. You know, he's retired. He's already got a pension. Blah 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 blah. He's making extra income. Or do it like they do the police department. They have volunteers. Sure. A volunteer police. I volunteer. I volunteer. I'm in. All right. We're going to take a break. Big and Wild Outdoors. Let us know how you feel about it. 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. We're brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors. and Brandon Ford. Stay right there. Get up. Stand up. Don't give up the fight. It is, but it's going to be a little rainy. It's going to be a little little rainy today, tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday. Welcome back. You might get wet. Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Vince the Adon of Indian Rocks Beach Noble, and of course, Bill George is back from Pennsylvania. His little trekkie trekkie that he went on up there. I don't know. Did you go turkey hunting while you were there, or did you just go out to visit friends? Well, I went turkey watching. He was sightseeing. I had a good time. I had a. Did you shoot anything? And Bill and he was aggravating the guy. I did not shoot anything. Typical Bill George. He got shot at when he when he snuck into that Amish barn. (laughs) (laughs) I will send you a picture. From now. Yeah. Couldn't do it during the break? Okay, we'll just wait right here while we're on the air. No, I, I'll Broadcasting turn around. Listen for the crickets, folks. Yeah, it'll be. 
and it'll be all good. So, no, I'm what waiting. he did was apparently he did Bill George in Pennsylvania, and he harassed another fellow hunter who, uh, really, you know, Bill George harassed somebody. No, no. never agitation. Were you screaming <laughs> at him? That's illegal. Were you doing that? Were you standing at a fence? No, he was just sending him all the pictures of the turkeys he saw, and this guy couldn't <laughs> kill one to save in, his life. In the last couple of days, I, I saw a couple really, really nice birds, and uh, they just weren't real talkative. But I had a, a friend, a good friend of mine, helping guide him, me and Colin. He's a better caller than I am. and uh, Oh, that's true. I, I, I turned around, and it was more about, enjoying camp in the hunt with me with the 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 whole group that was up there we had about nine people at one point in camp um so it it, it went i was playing host and so if i got a turkey i got a turkey if i didn't i didn't i had already got one earlier in the season so you know, I wasn't feeling like I was going to be Bill, Bill's getting to the Jonathan Swindle and Tom Free <laughs> stage in his hunting career where he likes I like to watch going Eve. to camp. and. But I will say this. The guy that I was hunting with, it was competition for him because there were some other <laughs> really, really good turkey hunters in camp with us. Mm-hmm. And he felt like he had to prove himself. And I just wasn't playing the game. No, no, you were playing the game. <laughs> it aggravated him so bad. <laughs> Poor guy. Don't lie. When you're walking up to the guy after every hunt going, hey, look what we saw this morning. <laughs> look what guy. I found. You <laughs> but, didn't get it. But uh, we turned around, had a really good time out there. Were you on private land or were you out on uh, uh, Pennsylvania's managed uh, areas or whatever they call them? We have... Uh, we were on timber company land. We were on national forest. We were on a variety of, of stuff, private property that's not posted that we have access to. And, I mean, Pennsylvania is a lot different than Florida and where you can go. But uh, Don't they uh, – aren't the la- all lands opened or something? Or what, what's the deal yeah, on that? It's, you're supposed to get permission, but if it's not posted – you know, what now do you mean by posted? I mean, like in Missouri, yellow signs or purple paint. Purple start, paint, starting yeah. now, purple paint. Well, that was that was the big thing. I did I didn't even know that existed until the first time I ever went to Missouri, and I was uh, the only time I ever see paint on trees as a Southern kid is when they were the trees that were going to be cut down by Georgia Pacific for pulpwood. And uh, so I was asking Jeffrey Scott, I was like, "What is with the purple paint around these trees?" He's like, "Oh, that's a border. It's a no hunting uh, area if it's got purple paint around it." I went. Really, and that that actually stops people from going in there. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, it does." And I was like, yeah. "Wow, I never heard of that before in my life." So, but we we had a good, really good time. George, uh, five people got turkeys while I was up there. Well, it's not bad. No, no. average size, what, fifteen pounds, twenty pounds, thirty uh, pounds, fifty pounds, eighty no, pounds. No, they they were at the end of the season. They were a little on the rundown side, but uh, <laughs> kind of raggedy. <laughs> buddy of mine doc came in he got his bird in two days he's he's one that's out there he's not real known in the turkey hunting community but uh they just did a video on him this last year chasing 49 he's completed three u.s slams on his own on land that anybody could just walk out and hunt um not, nothing like these private ranches and he's he's clicking along he I would anticipate he'll have five here after not too now long. Now, what kind of slams? Grand or world? No, no, U.S. slams. A bird in every state. 
Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Wait. Even Hawaii? Even Hawaii. Well, there's, is, no, there's none in Alaska. There's, so, uh, there's no season in Alaska. So that's yeah. what, Chasing 49. Um, you can watch a little video on him on uh, YouTube. It's Chasing 49, the doc. But it, it was really good, and I'm in the movie. So. Oh, Lord, I'm definitely <laughs> not watching now. <laughs> but uh, we had him in there. He killed his bird inside of two days um, there. And then uh, we had another gentleman come in camp, uh, Dave Owens. Um, he he has the what Penhati project that he has that he goes around the United States killing turkeys everywhere. Once again, public land person. Uh, he killed. Where his do these people get the money to do this? They don't. It's not a big operation. They're living out of their trucks. They're they're not. You it's, still got to have money to go. Who's who's funding this? Listen, I want to know. Listen, they're funding it out of themselves. I mean, he's, don't they have jobs? Uh, he just re- now he's uh, selling hats and T-shirts and that. There you go. But that's enough to get gas money. You, you, you don't need a lot when you doesn't take a lot. That's the part of his whole project. Are they doing guides uh, while they're in in those states? Or are they getting paid to to guide no, individuals no, or no. anything? No, uh, Dave killed his bird pretty dang quick. Also, was on one the first day. Found an area that afternoon. Didn't hunt. Went back out. You know and. Uh, Went in the next morning, boom, got his got his turkey. Then he stayed around and helped one of the other guys in camp who had heard a bird and whatnot right in the evening time. Stayed, helped him help hunt and kill his turkey. Well, and uh, the guy I hunted with years ago, uh, his name was Jack Maxey. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but no. uh, he's, I don't know how many slams he's got. But uh, to answer your question, Vince, the way he would do it is he would, he would fill out his trip to follow the season. So if he came to Florida, he would stay down here for the entire season and he would guide hunts for ranchers and that stuff like sense. that. And then of course he would get a cut of it. Ranchers would get a cut of it. He'd get a cut of it. He laid, you know, he slept in some, you know, pretty seedy motel down somewhere in Yeehaw Junction or wherever <laughs> he could get a place and uh, meet clients. And maybe he had two trips a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Dude, that guy was making bank. And uh, when you know how much, these ranchers charge for, yeah. for Osceola's, especially Osceola's. Mm-hmm. Then he would take that money, and once the season was done, then he would head up north and do all Easterns, and then he would go over and do Miriam's, and he would go down and do Rio's. I mean, he just did, like, the circuit. So he made money while he was on the road guiding That's trips. Because the way you he got, would do it. you've got to look at it like this. A minimum hunt for Osceola, you're looking at $2,500. Nowadays, Per I think, person. Per hunt. Per no, hunt. Per turkey. Per bird. Per, bird. No, per turkey. So versus he, versus I, like me for a turkey hunt, you're 750 for two birds. If you look at uh, yeah. back then, I think they were charging fifteen to 1700 bucks. So it wasn't that long ago. But um, but they he, were still the most expensive but, turkey to hunt. But uh, They are. And and I showed up with him, and uh, you know I showed up, and I got my truck. I pulled up there, and I said, what are we going in? And he looked over, and he had like a Subaru Forester. You know, this four-wheel drive thing. And I was like, we're going in that? And he's like, yeah, hop in. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be out all day trying to shovel this thing out of this sugar sand. There's no way. It worked, didn't it? Dude, we made it through everything (laughs) we went through. And uh, he, like Jonathan said and Bill said, I mean, he lived in his car. I mean, everything he needed was in the back. And he'd get to some little, if he wanted to get out of the weather or whatever. But for days, he would be in that car. And, I mean, that's the way he wanted to do it. But the guy made money 
I mean, made good money. That's not the worst way to go, man. Well. You, th- you think about it this way. You got a big ranch like Jonathan, and your biologist comes in and says, Jonathan, you can take uh, 80 birds off your property. Cha-ching. At, tw- at two grand a piece, you can add that up, and Jack only gets like a quarter of that or gets a cut of it or takes 500 out of each one. Oh, that's a year or no, so. Most, right most guides, you're going to look at anywhere from 15 to 25%. So if he made... If he made five hundred bucks a hunt, man, off of eighty birds, that's a lot of money, dude. That's bank. That's a new truck. It, he didn't need to sell no dang t-shirts. <laughs> he did have his own calls. He had his own uh, slate calls and glass calls that he would sell. But other than that, it just had his name in it. You know, Jack Maxie and wow. all that stuff. And then uh, I like he, it. He would go all over. Osceola, of course, was his big money maker all year round. Easterns, and, Rios, Miriams, and then, then yeah. Yeah, and my buddy Doc, he turns around, he does the guide in here in Florida for for a couple weeks, three weeks or so. He sets up a number of hunts, does does that guide in, and then he's out. He usually does either a western swing or an eastern swing. Um, you know, he zips. That's not a bad way to do it, man, But making some money. But but they turn around. For them, it's it's they're living out of their trucks and vans. I mean, Sleeping in the back of the truck, it's 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 not glamorous. It's not Ritz hotels or no. this and that. <laughs> it's it's taking a shower here and there or or whatnot. And you know. I don't know. I remember when I first met him. Uh, I don't remember how many um, royal slams he has, but he has uh, a ton of them. Yeah, and uh, I mean, he just because that's all he did. Well, his whole life was turkey hunting, and then. During the holidays and things like that, he would kind of, you know, go to his hometown and uh, relax for a couple of weeks, and then it was back on the road again. It was like yeah. a rock star. Well, for these people, they're 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 every single state, you know, and there's only so many of those you can do in a given year, and they turn around, bebop around, zip in. They're very good at looking and finding turkeys, looking at the sign, getting in with them, getting them killed. And moving to the next state, wow! It's just incredible. It is. It's just light years over the average person. I I don't I don't think I could do it. I you know I mean I like turkey hunting and all that stuff, but I don't think I could live that life and do it that way. It's just I, I like being home too much every once in a while, where you know I don't have to worry about that and all that stuff. Yeah, a shower's good. Well, you know, <laughs> no. even Cruddy Hotel's got a no, shower. I take the Jim Shockey stance on that. If you want to learn the meaning of the word lonely, get into the outfitting business as a guide. Lonely. Yeah. All right, taking a break, top of the hour. Here we go. <laughs> it is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay right on here.